everybody, it's David here from the Food Mentor Podcast. Today we are chatting with Steve Plair, who's the CEO of Ferguson Plair Bakeries. Steve is actually generation number four in the Plair family. Steve t- chats through how he has built this business with his family since 1901, and now there are 85 Ferguson Plair Bakeries across the Victoria. Steve talks about his team, the franchise model, his family, of course, and more recently, how he embarked on supplying a packaged uh, pie brand into Woolworth supermarkets. Um, Just a fantastic story and a great lesson in how to evolve uh, a cafe slash bakery business from 1901 through to 2023 and evolving with the time. So let's have a chat to Steve. I hope you enjoy this podcast. episode of the Food Mentor Podcast is brought to you by Ferguson Player Bakeries. Ferguson Player Bakeries, established in 1901 and serving delicious cakes, sweet treats, savoury goods and barista coffee, available online and in 85 stores across Victoria, Australia. Thank you very much and welcome everybody to the Food Mentor Podcast and I'm delighted today to be here with Steve Plair, who's the CEO and generation number four of Ferguson Plair Bakeries and the first one, Steve, you told me, opened in 1901. 1901, that's it. Yeah, long time ago. Not too far from here actually, Brunswick. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, and now very proud, 80, I think you said 85 stores That's around it. the country. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, just Victoria, actually. All right, just, just Victoria. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. Okay. So, you'd be able to find a Ferguson player in Victoria very easily then. You should be able to, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Steve, why don't you spend a couple of minutes uh, taking us through the journey? I'd love to um, obviously understand um, here we are in 2023 and, like, you know, what, what are the key changes that have occurred over that journey and um, take us on a, a trip down memory lane. Yeah, crikey. That's a, it's a long journey, so feel free to interrupt me if I just end up on a big t- <laughs> no, <laughs> tangent. No, no, no. There's plenty good. of them. We're all ears. Excellent. Um, well, yeah, you're right, 1901. So, look, my great-grandfather um, and also similarly on the Ferguson family side, and I'll get to that in a sec, um, you know, both started their trades, uh, you know, back in that era. My grand, uh, great-grandfather in Mooney Ponds um, and uh, and the Ferguson's not far from here in uh, in Brunswick, um, in Sydney Road. And so, you know, both of them came over sort of pre-World War One, um, and then, you know, World Wars, Second World Wars, depressions, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and maybe not surprisingly, over all those years, not being too far between one another, Mooney Ponds and Brunswick got to know each other pretty well and during some of those challenges we'd help each other out. Someone had run out of ingredients or you know, we'd help each other out with staff, uh, which formed the the basis of our eventual amalgam- amalgamation in 1980. Um, we'd built a, a new facility, had lots of capacity. They were running out of some capacity and uh, and it was my, um, my my father and I think the second generation in with the Fergusons who, who said, well, look, you know, why don't we pull it together? And it, originally it was Ferguson's Cakes and Plair's Cakes and became Ferguson Plair Bakehouses. Um, and, you know, we're family business, right? You hear about all these struggles of family businesses. Well, they're, they're tough enough on their own, but you put two families together after, at that time, three generations. And I think the next 10 years, by all reports, sitting around the dinner table was 
was uh, was pretty tough. <laughs> Lots of Fergusons, couple of players, um, all of them really, you know, when they came together, they were duplicated roles. And so we went through stuff that lots of family businesses go through. If anybody's got one that's listening, you'll, you'll be <laughs> nodding furiously. Um, and funnily enough, sort of in the late 80s, one of our solutions for this, the, the family craziness and the nepotism that was sort of breeding out in the business uh, was to say, hey, look, there's too many people, too, too many um, cooks um, in the kitchen. Why don't some of you put on an apron, go and run these stores out here. Um, we'll work out the wholesale price to sell it to you. We'll set some rules around how you manage brand and voila, um, we had a franchise. Um, so our very Amazing. first franchisees were Ferguson and Plair family members um, and that worked really well. You know, they they <laughs> we got them out of the boardroom. Um, we, uh, you know, we started to, you know, become more profitable as a business and a couple of years after that uh, we offered our first franchise to the public um, and that was in the early 90s. So sort of fast forward then to now, very different the 90s to, you know, to what's going on now but, you know, grown predominantly through franchising out of the 85, uh, 75 of those are franchised, lots of multi-site franchisees um, and that brings us to the present with uh, with the 85 and, and as I said, just, just around Melbourne. Amazing, yeah. amazing. And Steve, just give us an, an overview of um, the actual offer itself just for the listeners. Yeah, sure. So uh, it has been, you know, is now very much a traditional Australian bakery kind of range. Yep. Um, cakes, pies, sausage rolls, number one sellers, a big sausage roll. Yep. Um, won, won lots of awards, all that stuff, but I, I can't help but think of it when I look back at all the pictures of the cakes that my grandfather, a great-grandfather brought across from Germany. Yeah, they're pretty fancy. You know, we served the Queen um, in the 50s and we served the President of the United States in the 60s. I love that. And I'm sure they'd love our sausage rolls now, but I'm not sure if there are. Tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. The range has gone from being very European to a lot like Australia, I think, in 100 years to you know, becoming very Australian. Yeah. So you know, great vanilla slice, great chocolate eclair. Yeah. Uh, but we will make everything from a party pie to a wedding cake. And, yeah. of course, we're in Melbourne, so we make lots of great coffee. Yeah, 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 no, that's amazing. And my, I was telling you earlier, my mother-in-law loves the, uh, you know, the classic sort of jam cream sponge. Yeah, know, the old Victoria sponge. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. a birthday cake, it's timeless. That, I mean, that product is timeless, isn't it? It is. It, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is, yeah. So I've got an enormous amount of respect for, um, I think it's 15,000 cafes in Australia I read the other day. Um, yeah. So it's just incredible that, um, you know, in 2023 you stood the, the test of time over mm-hmm. 120 years. And yep. obviously uh, it's clearly not an easy style of business to run. How do you um, maybe just articulate to us, I guess particularly in the last 10 or 20 years, particularly with or even longer than that with the whole coffee boom, Mm -hmm. what are sort of the key areas that you – have had to evolve or how have you evolved with time? Because clearly we're in a dramatically different time today than we were 120 years ago, particularly maybe with the consumer as well, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we were talking about it before. I mean, we've got a lot of Ferguson, we've got a lot of customers that have been with us, you know, since they were home. I and they might be 60 now, but they were introduced to us when they went to their grandparents' house and they took them down to uh, one of our stores and had a nice patty or a, or a, um, or a party pie. And when, you, when I bump into people who know Ferguson Player, they're like, oh, my grandmother used to take me here and they've still got the top tier of their wedding cake in their freezer or, you know, just something crazy like that. But I think that the message for us is we did a really good job of, of um, uh, meeting them and uh, exciting them when they were young and now they're, they've been incredible converts and great loyal customers and they're bringing their kids and their grandkids along. The, the, the challenge is always how are we, how are we talking to 
you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 year olds now to make sure that in another 30 or 40 years they're coming. And for some businesses, they don't think that far ahead, but you know, I've got my kids who might join the business. And when you've been around for 120 years and four generations, sometimes you're thinking two, three generations out, the decisions I make today might, um, you know, make my grandkids life better or worse if they're crazy enough or capable enough to join the business. So we do, we do look a lot at that. So, you know, every year we do some brand health survey, we do different customer segmentation, um, studies, uh, you know, we, we do a, a small breakfast range, which traditionally is not something that we've done in, in the past, but we get to know what they want. Um, you know, where there's some crossover with our target market and then develop products for them. Um, the other thing is coffee. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago that, no. you know, the coffee in our business, I think was really pretty ordinary and you just can't have crap coffee in Melbourne. Cornerstone Um, of any cafe bakery, isn't it? Absolutely is. So we've really over-indexed in terms of how much we invest in our barista trainers and training up all of the the staff. I mean, across 85 stores, you'd have, you know, a a thousand plus people who need to be able to make great coffee all the time. Totally. Um, And it's grown, you know, very, very substantially for us. It's a really high margin, great, great product. Um, I think proudly we've we've tried to um, uh, do a really good, a very conscious job of remaining a great bakery that happens to sell coffee. Well, I've watched a lot of businesses just fall so in love with coffee that they become a coffee shop that happens to do this other thing that they started That's doing. Very good point. And you find yourself undifferentiated. Like you might mm. have, say, you got great coffee, but, you know, so great coffee's dime a dozen in Melbourne. It's, yes. You want to have some other things it's going pretty on. pretty hard to get bad coffee. And even uh, 7-Eleven does okay uh, coffee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> even automated. Exactly. Yeah. If you're in a rush, it, it's very acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Oh, I love that. And, um, so obviously uh, lots of businesses, you know, are unable to survive in Australia in the cafe scene. What would you put some of the key success factors to, um, you know, driving a great business like yours, Steve? Yeah, well, you know, I think the, the timing of, of this podcast right now is interesting. You know, all I hear about are the storms on the horizon. I mean, mm. and there really are. I mean, we've been through COVID. You think that's yeah. it. And then we come out the other side with high interest rates, this mortgage rate cliff that's coming, um, you know, discretionary spend really, really under pressure. So, uh, you know, we've been looking at that in our business. How, how do you, you don't want to wait till it starts to, you know, thunder and lightning and, and storm and tempest at a, at a financial level in your business. And, you know, we've got the benefit of having watched our, our you know, forefathers survive stuff like world wars and depressions and, and things like that and multitude recessions. Uh, and the success comes down to, you know, act early and don't stick your head in the sand. You know, don't pretend that you're immune. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, th- I think any business has just got to face up to those realities. So some people are like, oh, you're in food, you're fine, everyone eats. Well, mate, there's a lot of choice. <laughs> That's true. Far out. It's it, it's incredible. Um, you know, occupancy costs, those kind of things are, are yet to, I think, balance out with where the market is right now. Um, you might have staff who really love you, but when you've got unemployment of really, you know, in real terms, probably less than 3% in Victoria, you know, there, there's other jobs. They might say they're loyal, but if there's two or three other things they can go and do out there and get more money for their kids at a time when, you know, when when things are tough, they'll leave. So um, I I think, you know, moving early on some of these things, really be be firm about what really works in your business um, and and, and be really clear about the stuff that doesn't and change that stuff. I know that kind of sounds obvious, but um, I think that really is it. And and being relevant. You know, you can... Look, Ferguson players said 
before makes everything from a party pie to a wedding cake. And so in some ways, formally, we're undifferentiated, right? Yeah. But our, I think our point of difference in lots of ways is we're a bit of a one-stop shop. You can always get something, whereas there might be a cupcake craze like there was in the 90s, or there's a donut craze when Krispy Kreme came, or there's a you know a pie craze or a this craze or a that craze. We, we jump on each of those. Yeah. But we're not so addicted to them that when the craze falls away, we're left with a, a big hole. Yeah. You know, we can move on to these other products that we've got going on. So Thanks. we've got a really you know broad range that helps support us through this kind of stuff. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And tell us about obviously um, culturally with the franchisees and their staff. Clearly you've got a great culture within the organisation. Yeah, yeah, We, we it, it is really important. I mean lots of people um, – you know, when they come into your business, they look at the numbers, they want a successful business, but really the reason they stick around is because they want to feel like they're part of a family and you speak to anyone, whether they're in a big corporate or in a unique little business, you know, people like to hang around success or they like to hang around stuff where they feel like they're, they're cared for. So we, we've got 85 stores. That sounds really big for some people. I mean, compared to some other um, chains, it, it's very small, but we've tried to make sure that we still look and behave and are a a family business that went from one to 85. We just happened to have 85 and there's still a Steve player and a Mike player at the end of a, of a phone call. My brother, Mike heads up the manufacturing. Um, when we host things like our awards nights and pod sessions, which is our get togethers with uh, our retail team members, where we're introducing a Christmas range or an Easter range. We're there, you know, we live and we breathe it. I mean, we get out of bed every day to make great product. Um, and they're part of it. We invite them into it. You know, they give us their honest feedback. You know, we sh- you should be working on this or why don't you do something? <laughs> That's lemon or bloody mocha, or you know, um, it's in it's involving the minute. Yeah. Oh, that's great! No, yeah. oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And um, we were joking around before about the probability of the the legacy continuing on after. So, Steve, your generation number four. What are the, what are the chances of uh, generation five and six? Do you think? Yeah, I think that's going to be very uh, very much up to um, <laughs> how interested they are in joining the business. We, uh, I mean, I've just I was at the Family Business uh, Australia conference recently. And, and I think that the, the difference my brother and I are trying to bring to the business is to make sure that the next generation of the business, not of the family, is well supported. Um, and, yep. you know, if you're lucky enough to have kids that end up, you know, being the right fit for running the business, um, then that's great. But it's a real roll of the dice. We're at, we're at fourth generation partly through luck. I mean, we've sat around the dinner table and learned about the business and I went to uni, my brother, you know, finished school. We've, we've studied, but we never worked anywhere else. And that can be good, but, you know, for future generations, we, we're going to make sure that our kids spend a bit of time working somewhere else. And I think that's really important. Definitely. One, so they can go, oh, gee, I really loved working at Ferguson Player. I might give that a crack or, oh, God, why would I do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what was my dad doing, you know? <laughs> so we're, we're trying to set up some structures to make sure the business can survive whatever happens there. I think the the, the kids in the next generation have got an app, got to have an appetite um, and a skill, and I think their surname gives them the right for a job interview. Totally. And that's it. Yeah, and that's the rest good. of it, they, they've, got to, they've got to shape Love up. Love it. No yeah. guarantees. No guarantees. And Steve, before we were chatting about, um, so obviously over the last, I think around about two years ago, correct me if I'm wrong, you kicked off a retail packaged pie brand and product, which yeah. was amazing. And um, and you now supply that into Woolworths quite successfully. And I was uh, letting you know that I mean, I've worked with a lot of 
hospitality businesses that have, you know, opted to develop a packaged product to mm-hmm. supply into retail because, you know, allegedly that's much easier than uh, running a cafe <laughs> or hospitality <laughs> business. So love your, uh, love your great product and branding, by the way. Tell us a bit of a story about that, that little journey. Yeah, thank you. Well, look, we lots of people have asked us over the years, why don't, why don't you do product into the supermarkets? And we're like, well, unless you've got something special going on, there's lots of good products there, right? Um, and it's not what we – it's not what we've – proven that we're good at over the years. We've been good at, at retailing. Uh, but we did develop a product with Ferguson Plera, a plant-based pie and a plant-based sausage roll that we thought, oh, it'll go okay. Um, and within three months, it was 10% of our retail turnover in Ferguson Plera. And Ferguson Plera's got a pretty traditional, you know, yeah. really, you know, meat pie loving kind of customer base. So we thought, uh, look, all right, well, look, we've got a great product. It's going well. Maybe this is a product that might work. We didn't think, we, we thought there were some gaps in the market in terms of what were in the majors. Uh, so we built that out. That's called Pie Society. Um, it's a different brand to Ferguson Plea. We didn't want to confuse that with with the retail stores that we've got out there. It's made yeah. by the same people. It's made by the Plea family, um, but it's a different brand. And so we have a, a brand of, uh, oh, sorry, a range of uh, plant bases. There's a cottage pie, party pie. There's a party pack of party pie, sausage yeah. rolls, little mini pasties, all, all plant-based. So, look, they have gone very, very well. Um, we're also in a, a bunch of independents and, uh, and another large-scale supermarket going to join pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lots of work. I mean, we knew very quickly that we needed a different muscle yeah. to flex and to get fit. And we found someone like you who, yeah, who helps with this stuff awesome. very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> it's good to know what you don't know. And that was not something we knew. Yeah. Um, and that's just been instrumental to have someone who knows that um, that channel For well sure. and was able to advise us in. And we got some stuff right, some stuff wrong. But, yeah. you know, three years in, we're, we're doing quite well and that muscle's, you Amazing, know, better man. than it was before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, wow. I mean, just crikey's even just getting into how big pipe fill is when you're, you're you know, Scary, just making enough product for all those stores at short notice in the middle of COVID, I might yeah, add. We, right. we did this in 2020. It was right. Yeah, that's it right. It was horrendous to start with. And is there a reference to Ferguson Player on the packaging on the front or the back at it, all? It references Player's Bakehouse, yeah, right. which is just referencing the Player family. Yeah. So not Ferguson Player. You won't find the the Ferguson Player colours or anything yeah. on the pack. There's a little stamp that just really um, is a hat tip to the heritage. Absolutely. Nice. And tell us, um, so with that retail strategy from a marketing point of view, what do you get up to there, Steve? Yeah, well, when we when we launched, we had uh, national, national radio, um, uh, out-of-home uh, sampling. We still do a range of those things, but we did a really big launch to start with. Um, and uh, I know the guys are just putting together the plan for for this year. I mean, we do our standard stuff with the with the majors that we're in, um, but some st- but some other stuff above the line, which was which was really good. But you know, if you're going into a market that is traditionally very well known for some other brands, I mean, well, you, you need to go in with some. Uh, yeah, you've either got to have an incredibly differentiated product. Or a lot of marketing money, or a bit of both. Or both, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and have some backers get ready to have to, um, you know, toe the line for a good couple of years. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And then back on the marketing, then with the the focus on player bakeries, what do you do from a marketing point of view there, or is it just like you know they're in great locations, so the foot traffic works? I think that that is absolutely mm-hmm. the it's the number one bit. I mean, I like to think it is because I pay a fortune in bloody rent, right? I mean, I got eighty five yeah. billboards out there. They're moving, they're working, they've got people in them. So I think getting the store ambience and the stores looking right is the best thing. You've got people, they walk into a shopping centre like Chadston yeah. and your, your best your best marketing is to look and feel like a 
the yep. place they want to go. Destination. Um, but over and above that, uh, we, we do we do a fair bit of radio would be our primary and then on different events like uh, Christmas time, sometimes we'll jump on TV for some big campaign work, um, uh, but mostly in-store and, of course, lots of digital stuff these days. We've had a very, sure. very strong website for, for many, many years, um, you know, really strong Google ranking and SEO, uh, and then there's all the socials. So yeah. separate. To, so you've got focus on player socials and pie society socials. Correct. Yeah, yes. Yes. Separate. Do we do all that in house with with one team, uh, which is great. So they yeah, sit, sit across both both brands. Um, uh, but yeah, they look after all of that, including design. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And um, let's talk about the future. So, what does the what does the future hold? If you had to sort of say ten years from now on on both fronts, what do you? What's the vision there, Steve? Yeah. Well, look. I mean, the Pi Society brand is. It, it was something that that we went into to diversify and um, and sort of you know hedge for risk around that having a different channel going on. You know, and some retail challenges. At least we've got some got some products in the supermarket. So that's certainly looking like it's heading in the right direction. And we plan to expand that food service, etc. Are, are things that will will most certainly have a look at. Yep. Um, and in terms of Ferguson Plair, look, we, we've still got a fair bit of growth opportunity in Victoria. We just opened a drive-through a couple of years ago and um, we'll look to do a couple more of those, which increases our capacity to um, set ourselves up in locations that are not traditionally strip stores or shopping centre stores. Uh, but, you know, we often get asked and we, and we get reach out from uh, particularly Eastern Seaboard, New South Wales and Queensland, you know, can, can we partner with you to launch into another state? And that will happen at some stage. But, you know, right now, in Victoria, we have a very big bakery and we deliver fresh seven days a week um, to set that kind of infrastructure up into another state. It's a big, big decision right. to make. Um, and uh, we will do it at some stage, but we've we've got to have the right partners and we've got to have the right people. And so I, sure. I, I would think that you'll see, this, see us in both of those states and within the next 10 years, if that's the time frame question. Exciting. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And um that's fabulous, Steve. And how, what's the best way for people to find, um, or A, um, where they can get the Pi Society package? product yes. and also what's the best way for them to find their their nearest uh, Fergus and Player bakery? Fergus and Player, yeah. Well, look, Pie Society, very proudly in Woolies and uh, lots of IGAs and independents um, around the country. Um, soon to be another large one, which will be announced uh, soon. Uh, and for Fergus and Player, yeah, I think, you know, um, uh, uh, Fergus and Player near me is probably a good thing to put into just your Google search engine. There you go. Best way. Yeah, of course, you can go to our website, but that's certainly the fastest way I find for it. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Look, it's been fabulous to chat. Yeah. What a you, great... What a great journey, 120 years, and uh, just it's just incredible how you sort of, you know, staying, staying so relevant in 2023 because that's not easy. Oh, no, um, it's not. I've got a lot of my um, forefathers to thank and my brother and my family no. and all that stuff, but it, I tell you what, it's still tough. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, food businesses that have been around for 120 years, so uh, congratulations. Yeah, and thank keep, you very keep much. Up, keep up the great work and well done. Thanks for ha- having me. Pleasure. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Thanks, David. Ta. Uh,